You are listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, Episode 74. With Citizenship and Immigration Canada making it increasingly difficult to speak to an officer, there are a few places to turn for information that can be relied upon. The Canadian Immigration Podcast was created to fill this void by offering the latest information on Canadian law, policy, and practice. Please welcome ex-immigration officer and Canadian immigration lawyer, Mark Holthy. As he answers a wide variety of immigration questions and shares practical tips and guidance to help you along your way. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another edition of the Canadian Immigration Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Holthy, coming to you from the beautiful province of Alberta. And in this case, this is a little bit of a different podcast, and it's not really super substantive. It's more an opportunity that I took while I was hiking down in uh, Cottonwood Park, which is a little wilderness park just close to my home here, uh, down in the coolies by the Old Man River. And sometimes I sit there and write, and sometimes I record videos and do a bunch of different things. It's just my my little place to retreat. Not a lot of people go down there because it's more remote and it's a little bit harder to get down to. And so I can often find myself all alone with no one else down there. And as I was thinking about things as I was walking this past Saturday, I realized that... Um, a lot has changed with respect to immigration since I started. And I thought, you know, it might help for people to understand where we've been and where we're headed as they're contemplating whether or not Canada is the right place for them. And uh, I also share a little bit of information on my new firm, Healthy Immigration Law, and some of the, the whys as to why I created it and the motivation behind it. Um, so it's, uh, it's an opportunity for me just to share a little bit of insight on my experience in the trenches over the last few years. So, um, yeah, I hope you like it and I'll just jump to my little monologue. Hey guys, Mark Holthy here, Canadian immigration lawyer, just jumping on to share a few thoughts about immigration and in particular the practice of immigration. Many of you are probably wondering, why would I care, Mark? <laughs> well, uh, having been in the trenches over the last few years and really working with individuals all over the world to find pathways to permanent residence, I've seen a lot of changes. I've seen a real transition within immigration um, practice, the way the government uh, interacts with people. And it has resulted in a world that causes me a lot of stress. And if it's causing me stress, I can only imagine what it's doing for all of you. I'm broadcasting here, and it's actually not a broadcast. I'm, I'm videoing. This is uh, Cottonwood Park, where I love to go. And I found a nice little place to sit down here and just spend some time sharing some of my thoughts on where immigration has been and where it's headed. And as you guys have seen at least those of you fellow practitioners out there, in the early days when I started practice in the early 2000s, I would say 2003, 2004, there was always a way to fix things. Immigration always had built into it a substantial amount of discretion in the officers to allow them to, you know, to correct mistakes or to allow discretion to override maybe some technical deficiencies in applications or to just show mercy to people when genuinely they were trying to do one thing but in the end ended up applying through the wrong program or ended up completing application forms incorrectly. 
there was mercy in the system. And now I think most of you can appreciate, especially as you hear me talk about express entry, but it's now filtered to most types of immigration applications. There's not a lot of discretion in the system. Either you get it right or you don't. And why did it shift to this? Well, in the early days, if you were looking to immigrate to, to Canada, and when I say the early days, I know there's a lot of practitioners out there who've been practicing far longer than I have. But since I've been involved in immigration, in the early days, there was um, less emphasis on getting things processed quickly and more emphasis on getting things processed correctly. And when I say correctly, I mean correctly from the standpoint of, yes, the, the, the purposes of the immigration laws and policies are being applied correctly, but there was also an ability to correct things when um, innocent mistakes occurred. And there's good and there's bad about that. One of the good things is that when you live in that kind of a world, uh, if people unwittingly or innocently make errors or fail to include things, the government would send back a deficiency letter. And that letter would allow individuals to then correct whatever minor little technical problem that existed. And I'll give you a practical example. So I think some of you have heard in recent videos that I had some clients who mistakenly uploaded a, a, a marriage certificate from their pastor or is from the church. And uh, it was a legal valid certificate uh, with a seal and everything on it, but it wasn't the actual civil document issued by that particular state in the US. And in the past, if that happened, in most cases, the government would, at least the officer adjudicating the application, would go back and send them a letter and say, here's what we're missing from your application. And then the person would would say to themselves, oh, shoot, I didn't realize that. Whew, thank you. And then they would upload the correct one. Well, in the world that we're dealing with now, that type of a, an error results in the application being returned as incomplete. And normally that wouldn't be a big deal. Okay, we didn't get something right. It's okay. Uh, we'll just resubmit, right? Well, with that policy now, and we call it a one-touch policy. It basically means that they're only going to look at the application once. If there's something missing, they will send it back and that will end the adjudication of that application. It's great for stats. It's great for processing uh, applications within the service levels, um, you know, timelines that they've been uh, given as, uh, uh, as, as basically requirements when they're processing applications. So it's good for an officer. But for individuals, especially in the world of express entry, where invitations to apply are so precious, where the comprehensive ranking system increases every, seems like every draw almost, it's constantly increasing. Just because you got an ITA, an invitation to apply for express entry, maybe four or five months ago, the reality is, and checking behind here, <laughs> something is walking around behind me. Hopefully it's just a little mouse, <laughs> not something bigger. Although I did see um, a deer carcass up on the hill where I think some coyotes probably had a good feast. I don't think coyotes usually don't eat people, but uh, anyways, <laughs> my wife says every time I go down here, and if you look, you can see it's, it's fairly... It's fairly remote. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's lots of deer down here, and where there's deer, there's animals that want to feed on them. So we haven't seen too many cougars down here for a while, but uh, I guess if uh, one jumps on me and eats me now, well, you'll get it on video, and it will go viral on YouTube <laughs> as long as someone finds the phone. <laughs> Although, unlike going to Waterton, which is right up in the Rocky Mountains, 
this is still right near Lethbridge, so I'm feeling pretty safe with being down here by myself. Anyways, back to what I was talking about, if I can collect my thoughts. The geese are flying up above here. I don't know if you can even see them. They're honking as they fly by. This is it, guys. This is, <laughs> this is recording in nature. Anyways, back to the discussion. So in a world where the invitations and the rounds of invitations are constantly increasing, getting your application returned can mean the difference in you being able to immigrate to Canada or not. And it's really, really a heartbreaking situation when you have an individual who has sunk their life into trying to get one of those magical ITAs and then to see it all slip through their fingers because they failed to include the proper marriage certificate. But that's the world we're in. And sometimes people ask me, okay, Mark, you're starting your own firm and you know it's been vendors that I've worked with. It's been people who've helped me to uh, get my website set up and it's just about ready to go live. It's been other lawyers. They say, what is your why? In other words, the why that makes you do what you do. What is your why that makes someone, well, I guess the question would be, why would I want to hire you? Like, why? What makes you special? And uh, when I think about that and I've pondered over it, the why in terms of professionally why I do this is because I want to prevent people from making those simple little mistakes that destroy their dream of immigrating to Canada. And simply put, that's why I do what I do. It's not to line my pocket with money. Trust me on that. Please trust me. If I wanted to do things differently, if I wanted to follow the pattern of all of the more profitable firms out there, I would have a stable full of paralegals and, and, and assistants who I'm paying the least amount of money possible to, who generate lots of work product. The quality may not be perfect, but the volume is high. And then I simply oversee and kind of manage. That would be a more profitable business model than what I'm doing here. But that's not, that's not why I do it. I do it is because I want to protect people from themselves. And 95% of the time when people get applications returned, they genuinely feel like they've done things properly. And to add just one other element to it, when they've done things, they often don't even realize where the mistake was. Sometimes it's just an innocent mistake where they failed to do something that they knew they should have, but it was just an oversight. In many other cases, they truly thought they had done everything correctly, but then the government comes back, returns their entire application, and tells them no. And it's a pretty ruthless approach to take when the consequence of getting that application returned for that individual or that family is losing out on their opportunity to immigrate to Canada. So that's my why. And as I've watched things evolve over time, over the last 15 years, as I've seen a transition from processing times of sometimes in some countries up to seven years to get processed in Canada, dropping down to, in some circumstances, I think the record was three weeks once I had for a client. Imagine that, not having a connection. You know, and actually, I think they were in Canada, those people. But three weeks from submission to getting your, your request for your passport. That's, am that's amazing. But there's lots that is lost in that process. And one of the processes, one of the things that's lost is an element of compassion, an element of mercy. And so 
That's my why, guys. My why that I do what I do is to truly help people prevent, well, it's hard to articulate it. It's to do everything in my power to save people from themselves, to help people not lose their dream of immigrating to Canada because of a simple mistake or a simple oversight. These aren't rocket science type things, guys. So how do I do that as an immigration lawyer where in my previous firm, my hourly rate was $425 an hour? That's a lot of money. And when you have an office to support, when you have staff, you have all these other elements to support, that rate is entirely reasonable in the circumstances. But I know for many people, it doesn't work that way. So I had to find a way. If I truly do, and my, my why is to help people, then I had to figure out a way to change my business model so that I would have an opportunity to reach clients no matter who they are, to offer my direct assistance, not through some intermediary. When I say an intermediary, an assistant, a paralegal, at least at this stage, it's my direct support. I had to figure out a way to do that in a way that would not, um, you know, that I could still be profitable. Because if I can't make money and support my family, then there is no point in, in doing this, right? The purpose of a business is to be profitable. Um, there are NGOs out there. There are nonprofits that that's not their, their purpose. But for me to support my family, my wife, my four kids, I needed to find a way to do that. And so after lots of pondering and thought and experimentation, I think I found it. And I'm excited to, to uh, work with people all over the world in a way where they get my direct assistance, where they have control over their applications, where they are utilizing me for what really they need to pay for and not for what they don't. And what, I, what I mean by that is when in the world of express entry, for example, I do not represent fully. And what I mean by that full representation is I don't submit your application through my rep portal. I've discovered that it's far more efficient for both me and my client if, they, if I teach them how to do it and then I provide the support. So in a way, if I was to coin it, it would be client-centered, firm-supported. And I have some wonderful people that I'm bringing on that are every bit as smart, every bit as capable, that care every bit as much as I do, um, that are joining Healthy Immigration Law. And so how do I scale? I scale by having people who care as much as I do about your applications. And so stay tuned as this unfolds. But whether you get my service or you get one of the other lawyers that works with me, that type of service is going to be of the same high quality. And the secret to the whole process is collaboration, working directly with you. Because no one cares as much about your applications as you do. And uh, no firm in the whole, I can say, entirety of the world cares more about your application than we do. And it's possible that there may be others that care as much because there's some good people out there, but I can without reservation say no one cares more. And that's really the mission behind healthy immigration law. And I'll probably change the name at some point in time, but the reality is most of you know me. And so I want you to understand that the same guy that's in those videos doing the EE live Q and A's that has the Canadian immigration podcast that guy is me, and this is his firm. And this is how we help you and support you in realizing your dream of immigrating to Canada. So the website will be launched shortly. Watch for that. I still have my do-it-yourself guides, which I use to, to give 
it's really an access to justice thing, a way to give direction and guidance to people who can't otherwise afford it. If you're an individual who's scraping by, just trying to get the minimum settlement funds, um, and you just, or you're working in Canada in a job that's just really low paying, and you you can't afford to to um, you know to to just outright hire me to represent you. The reality is, I've created the do-it-yourself guide, the express entry, complete step-by-step guide to doing it yourself which can be found at the canadianimmigrationinstitute.com website. That's what it's there for. And um, But for those who are looking for support, who just need just that right amount of support to make sure that their application is as correct as it possibly can be to avoid that devastation of getting it returned, that is the model. That is the whole thing, immigration law difference. Client-centered, firm-supported. All right. Well, guys, this is it. And I'll just stand up here. And uh, you can see this is my wonderful Cottonwood Park right here. Um, It's where I go to unwind. It's where I go to recharge. And uh, I look forward to continuing to do lots more videos. And um, I'm experimenting with some different ways of doing little snippets that are a little bit shorter than this. But the reality is um, I'm learning as I go. And the only thing I know to do is to just share. So this is Mark Holthy, Canadian immigration lawyer, ex-immigration officer, and former high school teacher, signing off and wishing you guys all the best as you navigate this crazy world that we call Canadian immigration. Take care. Oh, Canada, greatest country in the world. We want to share richness of your soil This place I love, my home and native land We welcome all and with you we'll stand We'll set you straight with law, policy and practice Here on the Canadian Immigration Podcast up to date Help with your forms or whatever you might need This place I love my home and native land We welcome all with you will stand We'll set you straight with law, policy and practice Here on the Canadian Immigration Podcast To visit, work, or learn and grow If you need help, we'll meet your goals We'll hold your hand, we'll make it so Here on the Canadian Immigration Podcast Here on the Canadian Immigration Podcast Here on the Canadian